Here at Early Excellence, we specialise in early childhood education. We offer expert advice and guidance through training, consultancy and classroom design. With the Early Excellence podcast, we aim to inspire and support you as well as challenge your thinking. So if that's what you're looking for, you've come to the right place. Hello everybody, Andy Burt here. Welcome along to episode 94 of the Early Excellence podcast. In this week's episode, we take a really interesting visit to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park, which is near Wakefield in West Yorkshire. As part of our visit, we meet up with Emma and Catherine, who are part of the education team at the Sculpture Park. And we talk about all sorts of things. We talk about the importance of creativity for young children, the importance of really exploring creative ideas and creative responses to different experiences. Also, alongside that, we discuss a really interesting new exhibition at the Sculpture Park, which is playful and really interesting that I'm sure lots of you will want to find out all about. Um, so here you go. Here's my Early Excellence podcast chat with Emma and Catherine from the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Right, so I am delighted to say that I'm here at Yorkshire Sculpture Park with Emma Spencer and Catherine Brame. And uh, I'm really pleased to meet you both because you both have such interesting roles here at the Sculpture Park. It's a fantastic place, first of all, the Sculpture Park itself, and we'll get on to that. But the two of you have such great roles here. Um, can you tell us a bit about what you do? Would that be all right? Oh, yeah. Well, my name's Emma. Hello, everyone. Um, and I'm the um, informal learning manager. And that means I look after our families, our communities and some of our adult learners at the park. So I um, devise programmes, I put on events, I make content for the galleries and I'm trying to sort of make the sculpture, help support the sculpture park to be a place where um, everyone feels welcome and can connect to the to the sculpture and to the nature. Fantastic. So that's really so. So. Young children and families that you work yes. mainly with. Yeah, it's sort of so sort of intergenerational audience. I I don't often work with um, particularly young children just on their own. I'll work with them within a family group, or I'll work with a community group, yes. or a community of young people. So yeah, it's often intergenerational learning, um, helping the adults learn from the children as well as the children learn from the adults, uh, and it's always sort of trying to unpick the sculpture, and making the sculpture meaningful to where they are. Um, yeah. That's really interesting, isn't it? Mm, yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a very interesting job. Yeah, no varied, two days. Yeah, very varied. Yeah. So no two days are the same. So this morning I, um, we had Sculpture Baby, which is our session for our youngest visitors. And we were in the um, Irvin Verm exhibition, which is our big exhibition at the moment in the Underground Gallery. And um, he's a really interesting artist and he does a lot around kind of using everyday things and changing their shape. And we were thinking about how to make that make sense to babies and something Verm does every day is he draws every day but that may be not something you would do as a as a carer so we would then think well what do we do every day and we're yeah. thinking about how to use those ideas in our own daily yeah. lives yeah really interesting stuff we, we will come on to mm. to the exhibition because there's lots there, there that is. i think really <laughs> will connect with people who listen mm. to the podcast mm. because i think it's really playful i think i think there are lots there there's a lot there that i think is great for, for people who work with young children, but also for young children, in that there's such a playful nature oh, to it. Yes, so yeah, we can talk, we'll talk all about that. And then Catherine, Catherine, tell us about your role. 
Yeah, so I am the formal learning manager. So I manage the schools and colleges um, programme. Um, so we cater for groups from early years right through to further and higher education. Um, we mostly get school visits from primary and secondary schools. Um, and we have particular sort of busy times throughout the year. So at the moment, um, in July, um, this is our sort of busiest period with summer trips. Um, I also um, deliver teacher CPD sessions. So we have a, a series of CPD um, sessions for teachers throughout the year. Um, and we also do a, a big teacher study day um, in the summer term as well, which is a whole day um, kind of event um, on a Saturday. Um, and we can do um, inset days as well. So we've had um, full teacher um, cohorts from, from primary schools um, mostly um, come and bring their whole um, teaching staff um, to have a day at the park and take part in our activities and do sculpture building and um, have a bit of team, team building um, yeah. uh, for them as well. That's brilliant. I didn't know you did that. I knew that, um, that you were that you have schools and settings who bring their groups of children mm -hmm. who of course you know that you then have a, a group of adults who'll be bringing those children and you'll have a range of activities but I didn't know you did that also sessions for the adults yes. is that right is that what you were just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it is isn't it that you kind of have a group of adults so the whole school staff could come along yeah. and have that that training I think yeah, that's brilliant yeah. So we've got so our schools program and and the um, informal program as well is is um, delivered by a team of freelance artist educators. Yeah. So they're artists in their own right um, who then work with us to deliver our our programs, um, and um, they they deliver um, for schools. We have a series of artist led sessions um, which they deliver. Um, so children can find out all about sculpture and what it means and and what it means in the world today. Um, and then we also they also deliver on our teacher CPD program, and then also for inset days. So um, we also get trainee teachers coming, so teachers doing their PGCE courses, um, and they come and do one of our sessions to see how we teach sculpture in the landscape. So um, they sort of get that first-hand um, view on what a session would look like. But then it's quite sort of conversational because then they get to talk to the artist and then sort of see well um you know this is how we do it and they can ask questions and it's sort of yeah it's kind of quite relaxed yeah. so um hopefully it helps in their training too yeah absolutely because i think that is the thing isn't it i think when we're talking about adults who work with young children that if we're really going to sort of support and develop the practice it's often about those adults having different experiences that are going to open their eyes to perhaps a different way of doing something. Yeah. And that working creatively is something that many people, are, well, I, I would think, probably feel that they're not great at. You know, yeah. we have a bit of a, hang, you know, not, not everybody, but quite a lot of people, I think, have a bit of a hang up about working creatively. And that, you know, people say, well, I can't draw, or I can't, you know, I can't do this, and I'm rubbish at that, and I just need some ideas. Whereas I think actually, it seems to me that what we're talking about, what you're talking about, is that actually you're giving people the experiences mm -hmm. to be able to say, well, actually, it doesn't have to be a set thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That you can kind of, have a have you know you can en just enjoy it enjoy exploring the materials and see where it goes mm -hmm. so it's, yeah. it's, it's different isn't it oh absolutely and um you know whenever we do a session you know we always say there's no right and wrong when it comes to art um there's no sort of perfect drawing you know everything that you do is an expression of your creativity and mm -hmm. your understanding of what you're looking at um so you know whatever drawing or making that you do it's 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 an experiment and it's a expression of your ideas, your thoughts, your opinions. Um, so yeah, there is no right and wrong. And I think 
And also, I think particularly for primary school teachers, you know, they might not be art specialists and they might have the last time they might have done art is at year nine in school themselves, you know. So there's been this huge gap where they haven't sort of had any sort of formal arts education. So what we try and do is sort of give teachers that confidence, particularly with sculpture, I think, um, because I think a lot of teachers maybe are quite confident with two-dimensional work and drawing and painting, but when it comes to sculpture, it's, you think, oh gosh, it's going to be really expensive, or I need loads of space to store it, and the classroom's only so big, and and we try and sort of show them ways to to, to sort of do it um, quite cheaply on reused materials, um, so you know, really practical ways to sort of do it in the classroom, use sculpture and make do sculpture building in the classroom um, that sort of raises uh, confidence for teachers. And also, like we were talking about, um, thinking about the process and actually it's the process of art making that is the important thing. And that's where the, the juicy, exciting things come out of and all the mistakes that happen, not the final product. So, and I know teachers have to have an end result and a product to mark, yes. but... But really, you know, you can document that process and maybe the photographs of that doc of that process is the thing that you mark, you know. So um, the process is so incredibly important and it allows children to, you know, develop their own creative voice, creative voice. Yes. Rather than all kind of like come out with the same piece of art, you know, at the end of a session. That's not particularly creative and it's not what an actual artist would do. You know, an artist would play with materials and experiment and, and that's what we try and with our um, participants and we call them artists you know yes. so we don't call them students so at the end of a session we'll say right you know artists please tell us about what you've made so it's sort of getting them to think about thinking yeah. that way really. yeah absolutely but, and I think I, th I think what's important here is that is that we're talking you're right we're talking about the process aren't we you know when we're engaged in something creative in whatever way whether it's sculpture or drawing or whatever it might be it's not just about the creative process in that what's happening around it is about thinking and thinking skills and planning and working something out and problem solving and all of those, what we would call in, in the early years particularly, the characteristics of effective learning are there as part of the process, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Whereas I think sometimes we don't see that within, the, within a creative activity. We see it as a nice thing to do and an, an enjoyable thing to do, mm -hmm. but actually it's rich in learning potential as well. And I think I think it's important to say that, yes. that we're developing thinking skills through doing it. We're thinking in a different way, perhaps. You know, creativity is important because it gets us thinking in different ways. It helps helps us to, to consider different sorts of things, the different ways of, of of considering an object or considering that two objects together that don't usually go together could do. All of those sorts of things. I was um listening to an interview just recently with um, with Bob Mortimer, who's one of my favourite comedians. He's absolutely brilliant, and and of course, a lot of what he's he does as part of comedy or has done in the past is very much that idea of putting different things together. Yeah. You know, that sort of surreal kind of surrealist kind of comedy. And he was saying in this interview that that it occurred to him at the age that he's at that um, all of his all of the people that he knows, all of the people who are friends of his and people that he's known for many, many years, they're all people who went to art school. Mm. And, and, you know, it kind of, it, it just struck him that actually the most interesting people who, you know, who he, he, you know, he has around him, who he's connected with, they're all people who have this creativity, who've learned to be creative, who've learned to think in a different way, to, mm. to consider things differently. 
And it just struck me that actually that's quite powerful, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, how you look at art, I mean, art, just looking at art helps you think about the world yeah. from a different perspective and yes. sort of maybe turns things on it on its head. Yes. So it helps you make those connections to things that you didn't even know were there. And then when you're making, so you become the person making those decisions, you're testing out those ideas. Mm. And because there's multiple ways of doing that, you can you can make something one day and then you can use the same materials and make something again and it, everyone's will be different and yes. so you develop this kind of understanding that we need all of those those differences in a way to, to work together and we yes. don't always get that in when we don't see it when we, you know so art makes it very visible yeah. and creativity is so so important in other for other subjects you know I mean if you think about the greatest inventions and new scientific discoveries it all comes from creative thinking. Mm. Um, and exploring and letting mistakes happen and then, you know, discovering new things. And, you know, you need a creative brain or a creative thought process to, to, for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly important. Um, we'll come back to all of that, if that's all right. Um, the, because we're going to talk about all kinds of things in relation to the artists that you exhibit here and, and all of the, the, the work that you do, of course, when working with children, when working with uh, families and also with, with school groups, with teachers and, and practitioners as well. Um, before we get on to that, I'm, I'm aware that although the Sculpture Park is very familiar to me as somebody who grew up in Wakefield just up the road from here and is very familiar, I would think, to most people, kind of uh, uh, particularly around the north of England, that many people will have travelled to the Sculpture Park from, from, from lots of places across the north, that I'm aware that actually there will be people who listen to this that actually perhaps don't know that much about the Sculpture Park or who have not, not been to the Sculpture Park itself. And so would it be all right to, to kind of before we get into the kind of the, the specifics of the work that you do in terms of the, the particular artists, would it be all right for you to give us an idea of this, this place? Because this is, I, for me, this is a really special place, I think, the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Can you give us a, a flavour of it, of, of, of what it's like? Well, it's it's very big. We talk about it as like being... 500 acres but which is if you imagine that's about 500 full-size football pitches so it's a really big yes. outdoor art gallery but we also have indoor spaces um so we have our indoor art, art gallery spaces which have kind of changing shows and then we have our outdoor landscape which is like rolling hills and we have lakes and we have woods and then we have sculptures dotted all throughout those so you're always encountering sculpture and coming across sculpture so it's an incredible place to sort of be with the seasons and the weather, to be with art, to be with place. And it comes out of um, a college, that there was a college here, a learning centre. So it all comes from that kind of, that centre of learning. And we have changing exhibitions, so nothing stays the same at the park, which is one of the things that I really like about being here. There's always something new and it's always, you know, moving and changing. And then we have the nature. So we've got like uh, down at the lake, we've got Heron Island, We've got lots of rabbits. We've got, you know, there's, you know, there's all, we had a little child here at the weekend who we were talking to about drawing and he was like, well, I've got my binoculars. I've come for the birds, you know? <laughs> so there's that, we've got that lovely meeting of kind of art and nature, which yes. makes it really, really yeah. special here. And I, th I think the other thing about it is that you do, as you say, you encounter art as you walk around the landscape. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it feels almost like you've discovered it. Mm -hmm. You kind of, you come around a corner and then you find the sculpture. 
and that you you hadn't kind of been looking at the map to see that it was there, but you kind of you come around a corner and suddenly you think, oh gosh, that's an Andy Goldsworthy just there, or that's a or whatever it might be, and you think, oh, that's amazing. You, yeah, and you can't do the park in a day or an hour. Yeah. You know, that's what's you know you can. People have been coming here for years, and then they'll discover something else because it's yes. it's it's vast. It's a very big space, and I think it's helping people sort of feel comfortable just to see what they can see at that moment and to you know understand that you won't see the whole place in one day and that's okay yeah absolutely and the, the other thing that's interesting i always find interesting is that there are some of the pieces of artwork that fit completely into the landscape and are part of the landscape so there is there's one that you'll know that's at the far end of the lake which is uh, steps there are so many steps yes. up. There is a number, isn't there? I can't there remember is. how many there are. But there's, there's so many steps up. And and that's part of a sculpture. Yes. And then you've got sort of tree roots as well that have been, that, where the trees yes. have been planted in a particular way and that the roots are showing above ground in a particular way. And that's part of the sculpture. And then you've got Andy Goldsworthy's where you've got sort of brick walls, dry stone walls, and then uh, with trees in amongst them and, and, uh, and parts of trees which again, you could just stumble across and, and it, it's just there, you know? And, and, whereas then there are others that are, that are completely different to the landscape. So the, the, the metal spheres, Yes. The ones that, that are there in the lake that yeah. I've seen, you know, th yeah. those sorts of things that are just there. Wow. We've got a sound work at the moment yeah. that's kind of an artist, as Jason Singh, has put sound through. And that's, you know, it's kind of big, quite industrial looking. So there's a soundscape coming out of it. And that'll be here just for a few, you know, a little while. And then that will go and then something else will come. So that's... Yeah. It's not all the same. No. Yeah, and I think, yeah, on our, on the, like on the schools programme, we, we try and show the breadth of sculpture that there is. So all the different materials that sculpture could be made out of. So like the natural materials, like those steps, the David, David Nash steps that are yes. made out of railway sleepers. Um, he also uses natural materials like, you know, just trees and coal and rock. Um, but then, like you say, contrasting that with um, a Damien Hirst sculpture that's made out of bronze and painted and is, you know, 10 foot yes. high. So there's... There's such a variation. Um, it's yeah, just a great way to show show what sculpture can be and what sculpture is, and all the many ways that it can kind of manifest. Really, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it strikes me. I mean, I know the park really well, and and I I whenever I come here, it it just it strikes me as just being such a rich experience. Whether you know for for whoever it might be, whether whether you're a three or four year old child or whether you're a family, you know, it's a family, a group of people coming or whoever it might be that actually each time you come, you could take something else away with you in terms of the experience, in terms of what you've seen and what you've discovered and all of those sorts of things. And I was then thinking about your roles because your roles in terms of working with children, you've got, it feels like you've got the best outdoor area here at your disposal. You know, that you've got such an incredible space here that it, that is for you to use. And you've got these new exhibits that are interesting, fascinating things that appear. You've got such a lot of things that you can talk to people about and share with people. So how do you do that? How do, how do you go? Because in some ways it's such a lot, isn't it? That it must be such a big responsibility to think, well, that's an amazing art artist. How do I then help children make sense of that or how do I help children to explore it how how do you go about doing that 
Um, well, on the on the schools program, um, we run sessions that sort of explore explore what sculpture is, what it can be, um, and takes in all of the artworks in the park. So the earliest works we've got here are probably Barbara Hepworth, Henry Moore kind of era, going right through to um, the most recent works that Erwin Verm has made um, for our current exhibition and Damien Hurst. And, um, and we, we try and explore the breadth of what sculpture is um, and what sculpture can be, but then um, interrogate that with our artists um, to help young people understand what the meaning might be behind the work, but also what the meaning is for them. So um, because there's no right and wrong, um, you know, what you might take from a sculpture might be different to someone else. Um, so we often approach um, talking about sculpture sort of in quite a scaffolded way. So we start with, you know, what is it, that, you know, very simply kind of what do you see? What colour is it? What is it made of? And then what might it remind you of? And then leading on to kind of these bigger questions that sort of help you think about other ideas or other things in the world that might be happening that then relate this piece of work to this point in time, to this, this part of your life or, you know, so that you can relate to it. Um, and there's also something as well about seasons as well. So, you know, you can come to the park at different seasons and it looks completely different. So, um, you know, there's something really nice about coming at different times of year and how the weather and the light and the seasons actually change the way a sculpture looks. Because when a sculpture's wet and it's just been raining, it looks quite different to when it's sort of like in blazing sunshine. And, and we talk about sort of the bodily interaction that you have with sculpture. You know, if you're looking at a painting or a drawing, it's two-dimensional, so you just look at it face on. But with a sculpture, you walk all the way around it and you can see it from different sides. So you have a, there's a relationship to your own body with it um, because you can sort of compare it to your size. So if it's massive, you know, it makes you feel small or if, if it's small, it makes you feel big. And particularly with like younger children, it's quite nice to sort of think about the work in terms of body and our movement and things. So. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. And and then in terms of your work with groups from schools, do you then physically engage with building sculptures? Is that something that you do? Yes. Am I right in thinking that? Yes. Yeah. 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 So so our core sessions, um, we have a sort of a half day session, which is a, a walk around the park with an artist educator, looking at different sculptures, um, doing drawing and making and talking about the sculptures and finding out what it means um, and, and making and drawing in response to the work. Um, and then we have a full day session, um, an outdoor sculpture building session, which where the morning you do a tour around the park doing some drawing and some talking about the sculptures um, and exploring all the different sculptures on site. And we, we align these sessions to sort of six sort of vague themes um, just to kind of sort of sort of um, just to kind of lead the conversation really. So um, we can do sort of a highlights tour, um, talk about materials, abstraction, identity, art and landscape. Um, or kind of an art history sort of um, sort of side to it, where you look at sort of the history about through the works that we've got in the park, um, and then for that outdoor sculpture building workshop, um, the afternoon is spent in our outdoor classroom um, with our outdoor resources, and we've got a huge bank of collected and recycled and found materials um, that we use to build sculptures with. So then, school groups are divided into smaller smaller little groups and they get to build sculptures together as a team. So it's kind of quite good for collaborative working and team building um, and handling materials. Um, and then they get to essentially build their own sculpture park um, in our outdoor classroom. Um, and then we talk about them as um, young artists. And then at the end of the session, we have a plenary and um, the artists talk about their work and why they've made it um, to the audience, which is the rest of the class. So um, it helps them kind of 
hear their voice as well, kind of outside and sort of within their class. And often, you know, it might be the children that are a bit shy at school or they don't really talk much or that really or don't sort of express themselves um, maybe in class. But when they come here, because it's a different environment, you know, you're outside, it just kind of, it seems to help people relax, you know, because it breaks down barriers. And um, there are some children that flourish and just totally come out of themselves when they get to do something three-dimensional, so... Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I get that. I, th I think, um, and you see that in terms of outdoor areas in schools, that children will really get going with building with crates, perhaps, or planks of wood and wooden poles or tyres or whatever it might be. And there's a different relationship there that happens in that sort of experience when they're, when they're using their whole bodies, when they're having to lift and carry, when they're having to work together in teams, all of those sorts of things. It's not just about the physical or about the creative. It's actually about everything, isn't it? It's about, you know, it's about those personal, social and emotional skills. It's about yeah. teamwork. It's about the confidence to have an idea and carry it out. It's, it's the whole thing, isn't it? It's the full package. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and then so tell us, Emma, about your side of things then in terms of working with the younger children and, and also with, with families as well. Yeah, I always um, try and meet people where they are. So we, we often would start when we more about how something makes you feel and trying to make connections to yourself and then the others in your group or your family. So from the, from the family learning perspective, we're trying to um, build positive family memories, creative family memories and get the families to kind of um, discover things about each other and kind of make together alongside each other and we treat everyone as a participant so we don't if we can we consider the adults and the children equal participants in the session and they we expect them to kind of work together and we often find I mean the children are often kind of maybe a little bit more confident to be creative and then when the adult finds their voice again that can be really interesting and we often have the adults not wanting to stop because suddenly they're able to make and play and, and our sessions are, um, are not about kind of uh, getting, making these kind of very finished things like on the schools program. It's about discovering something, it's about process, it's testing out ideas, it's investigating, it's experimenting, it's trying things out, it's learning how it makes us feel and, and why we might do that and connecting back to the artists, the artists will make their artwork because of their lived experience and who they are and what's happened to them. But that's not relevant to this family or yeah. this community. They have a very different story and we need to, but so how would that make sense to them? What, what would they do? How would they, what would they, if they were thinking to do something like that, how, how would, so our Irvin, Irvin Verm, he has a lot of um, pickles and gherkins in his work because that's a very traditional food in Austria where he comes from and I was talking to a child well what would you put in your what would be something that you would make sculpture out and she said you know she was going well I might use a piece of chocolate cake or you know it's just how do you make yes. it make sense to yes. someone else and that artist had their ideas but you also have your ideas and and how can we share them and we often find we I was working with a group of um refugee and asylum seekers last week and they were making sculptures and um, they started to tell their stories of how they travelled to this country on the boat and they hadn't maybe told that story in that way before and they shared that and it's, it's, it, gives, it gives a real power to talk about things that are difficult sometimes or hard and um, making and sharing 
sometimes helps people explore those feelings that they have. And, and that's happened a lot on my program, that we've learned things that we might not have learned if we hadn't made. Yes, so almost like an art therapy kind oh, of idea. Yeah, very much really. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing of... what can come out of that when people are given the freedom to kind of be. Yes. And to, we do a lot of work on the programme about getting people to be where you are right now today. How are you feeling right now in this spot today? Um, and letting go of all of that other because we're, we're living in um, it's a very tricky time to be alive in the world right now for everybody. Mm. And creating some space for yourself to be a creative human for a little bit of time. So we, we try and make that really safe and welcoming for all, for all yes. of our visitors. Yeah. It, it just struck me as you were talking, um, for both of you really, that that I wondered whether something that you do is 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 part of it. That do you start off by almost trying to get people to leave behind what they think about as artwork, or leave behind what they think about themselves as in terms of as an artist? Yes, I don't know. On the family program, we often get adults. They don't necessarily consider themselves participants. They might be thinking they're here to bring the children, but we make that very clear. And then you can see that angle anxiety when yesterday we were working with a group and said we're going to be spending some time drawing today and you could feel that weight of anxiety so we said but it's okay because we're not we're going to draw in a very gentle way we've got we're going to we're going to draw in play in a playful way we're going to test out some and by the end of we did we spent 40 minutes drawing one sculpture of adults and they were drawing with pens on long sticks they were listening to sounds and you know through that kind of what Catherine was talking about scaffolding process we gently take people on a creative journey to trust us and, then we, and I said that to them just trust the process yes. just trust where you are now and not worry where we're going to be in a couple of hours time and yeah. it's creating safe and that's what we're trying to do with children isn't it it's is. is create spaces yeah, yeah. safe spaces where people can be there who they are Yes, absolutely. But you also, I think what's really important is you're talking about the adults who are with those children as well. So the kind of the adults are not coming in and just dropping the children off no. and then kind of just sort of standing in the corner no. and kind of having a bit yes. of a chat. <laughs> they, they, they are immersed in it too. Yes. And they're part of it yes. because otherwise the children will be self-conscious, won't they? If they think that the adult's just watching from, yeah. from over there. The yeah. child will be self-conscious, so it will affect Absolutely. everybody in the room potentially, won't it? We try and encourage, particularly in the sort of the early years, that child-led learning to help the adults follow their child's lead. So today in Sculpture Baby, there was a baby crawling on the floor, and the and the adult was um, trying to stop the baby. And I said, "Oh, it's okay. Let's get down. Let's all crawl. Let's all crawl on this floor." And so I was crawling on the floor, and that's all the baby wanted. The baby just wanted to have that conversation. I said, "It's a conversation. Let's yes. have a crawling conversation." And it's kind of but. Yeah, I understood from her perspective because she was in the gallery and she may not feel comfortable to do that. So it's we it's important that we mirror how to do that and help adults understand how to play um, and how to have conversations with children. It's not all verbal. So a lot of the conversations with our younger visitors, we we work a lot on mirroring and supporting that and not worrying if they smash the crayon because they might be testing out how something breaks. Yes. Um, they, it's okay. Let's just let's just you know because people are worried. Yes. There's a lot of anxiety. And people will, presumably will be anxious about being within an exhibition space. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's that kind a, of you know, their that's idea, that idea of being in an art gallery. Oh, and there's other or, people you know, it's around. Like isn't being there? In a library or you know or something <laughs> like that. You know, they, we behave in a particular yeah, way in absolutely. this within these four walls. So, but then we then talk. I then talk to her about the importance of crawling and why crawling is so important for our brain's development. Yeah. So we try and get 
there's an opportunity then. So, well, actually, the reason I'm, because it's really good for your baby to get their brain working and to get all those neural pathways connected. And when she's four, she might start doing this again because it will help with her writing. And that, so we can do that. It's That's moment. So we always try and hold that conversation with something that's going to make sense to the adult. And it kind of makes them realise how important that is. So when a child, you know, we often get children jumping and the adults can get quite anxious, but we talk about how that's going to develop their reading skills. Yes. And then they're yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So we kind of, oh, let's all have a jump together. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, no, but it's, sometimes it's, it's we, yeah. we do try and hold that conversation because I think adults, sometimes it makes them feel a little more relaxed if they know there's a reason for that as yes. well. And I think adults sometimes within that situation, we have an idea of this is how you behave in a gallery. Yes. And we are sometimes very um, anxious mm. that the child, our child, our three-year-old child, isn't going to conform to that. They don't respond in quite the same way. Yeah, they yeah. respond in a very natural way yeah, to something that amazes it's, it's them. Instinctual. It's an instinctive way. And we, yeah. we know that's going to happen in the galleries. And obviously we can't have our children hugging the artwork. No, no, sure. <laughs> so no, we, have, we have lots of resources yeah. in there to help support that need to feel the material, explore yes. the material, and, you know, have some of that experience. So we do a lot of work on um, helping our younger visitors yes. have playful encounters in the galleries. Because yeah. it is it's real, isn't it? How yeah. children, need they do take up space, and some children need to, to do that before they can do anything else. Yeah, so presumably your work must be about thinking through that and yeah. that kind of how do you connect with a child who will want to kind of really engage with the sculpture but you kind of bring it to them in a different way so they're not hands on the sculpture. Yeah, I mean, I ought to say, actually, I bumped into Emma. The way the reason that this podcast came about was I bumped into Emma at the Early Excellence Centre a couple of months ago now, and you were getting ready for the new exhibition, which has now opened, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a fantastic yeah, exhibition. Yeah, do you want to tell, tell us about the exhibition? Yeah, it's um, an, by an Austrian artist I mentioned earlier, Erwin Verm, um, and he's an artist that... Um, kind of makes these kind of quite uh, playful art and he'll often kind of take objects and kind of give them human characteristics or so there's a hot water bottle with with feet and there's like a suitcase with long legs and he does lots of kind of playful things he's got a kind of car which he's sort of sort of sort of taken to one side so when you go in you feel like the ground's moving beneath your feet and we always have um we call them resources, um, but families wouldn't call them that. We always call, have activities for families to do to help them kind of play and make connections and have something and create increased, increased dwell time in the gallery. But also, hopefully, I always say, be an artist like the artist to tr try out some of these things. And we always get quite a lot of our resources from early excellence. And I came on that day, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted. And I wanted, so I've got some, um, I think, uh, some buckets and cups and we, we wanted those kind of every because Evan Vem he uses things that we recognize and but then t turns and twists them slightly so we wanted to get some of those everyday things that you might use and so we've made up some um we've got big yellow buckets and lots of the resources in there from from the center and they you know it's a good way of making sculpture in the gallery um using things in a different way we've had we've got bits of plastic toast actually and people a lot of people have been making kind of people sandwiches and it's just really <laughs> funny I mean, within the last space in the gallery we have um plinths like you would in a traditional gallery for all of our visitors to display their own artwork so they get to make a piece of artwork 
um, have it displayed at the Yorkshire Sculpture Park in, in a, it's a gallery space. There's artwork on the walls and they can take a photo of it. Um, and that's their little exhibition. So that's really lovely that people can do that. And then Evan Verne, he often uses clothes to kind of, kind of to change how we look. And there's an opportunity, we've made some clothes for you to kind of try and so you can be a one minute sculpture. Um, which was part of his practice to make these, uh, the idea that everybody could be an artist and you can make sculpture really quickly out of just things that are around you. Uh, and so we've provided some some different things. We've got some hot water bottles and you can balance them, prop them, hold buckets between you and someone else and you can become a one minute sculpture. So we're getting, it's a great exhibition for us in learning because it's a, there's so much that it gives us to help our audiences engage with it. Yeah. Really, yeah, really it strikes me actually that this is a this particular exhibition this particular artist Irvin Verm is a perfect is a, I mean all of your artists will be interesting in terms of schools and settings and young children but actually this particular one I think it really sort of strikes a chord because of the sort of surreal nature of it mm -hmm. the kind of the they're really sort of quirky shapes mm -hmm. that are about sort of everyday life, but also kind of twisted a little bit. There's a bit of, there's some humor in it. Mm -hmm. There's, there's something childlike about it and interesting about it. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, th I think as an artist that actually, you know, you could easily study and explore his work. You know, if you're working with children in in nursery, in reception, in year one, in year two, if we, you know whether that be doing work at school on this particular artist, or whether that be coming to the sculpture park, if you if you are able to travel to the sculpture park and to to come and see the work that Catherine does, I think I think you know it's a he's an amazing artist, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, really interesting, and yeah, there's a lot of humour in it, um, and it's quite cartoony as well. There's yes. sort of a sort of playful cartoon element, like with the the car and the vehicles that have been manipulated and. Um, and a lot of the kind of everyday objects that have got arms and legs on, on them or kind of there are suits, but they don't have any faces. So there's this like lack of identity, which means that then you can put your own identity into it. So you think, oh, well, who is this? What might this character do? You know, so there's a lot of storytelling, potentially creative writing that could come out of it. Um, and, and also the link between performance. So with the one minute sculptures, the idea is that you dress up or you put something on you or you hold something, um, but it's a documentation of it. So, you know, you put, you can stand there for a minute and, and take a photograph. So there's this kind of relationship or link to, to um, performance as well as sculpture, and then your body as sculpture as well. So there's, there's just loads that you can pull out of it, you know. Um, and I know a lot of schools do work on identity and how we present ourselves, you know, um, so you can make that quite playful. So you know if you come on a well I mean we, we do our artist-led workshops but if you know as a, as a teacher if you wanted to come on your own with your own class there's loads that you could pull out of there which you could do you know before you arrive you know before you come on a visit or while you're here or when you go back to school you know so you could kind of you could use it for quite a lot of um, sessions or teaching back in school. So if and if people want to do that if people want to get in touch to arrange a visit? Yes. Do they go onto the website, presumably? Yes, yeah. you do. Um, so, you email in. So um, so you can email learning at ysp.org.uk. Yeah. Um, we've got a phone number on there as well. Um, so if you want to book on a session, then um, yeah, just, just contact us. Um, and if you want any more information, then contact us and we can have a chat to you on the phone as well. Because um, obviously there's lots of groups that have different needs or um, if you've got any questions. Um, and teachers can also come on a free pre-visit. So if you want to, if, as a teacher, if you want to come and just have a little look round, 
um, which I would highly recommend because um, YSP is such a complex site and yeah. it's so big um, that it is really important to have a little look around first and do your own risk assessment to be and honest, things what like that. Treat anyway. I know, well, it's you know, free. <laughs> you know, it's a free visit. So. Yeah. Um, what a treat. Yeah. yeah. So you can definitely do that um, and you can book in and then come and have a chat with us. Um, you know, if there's anything you're doing particularly in class. Um, that you think, oh, you know, is there, a, is there an artist or a sculpture that might fit well with what I'm doing? Then, you know, we can point you in the right direction. Um, but yeah, like as you said, the Owen Verm exhibition is brilliant and there's loads that you can pull out of that. Um, loads of outdoor works as well, so um, which is really nice to see in the landscape because I guess YSP, the USP of YSP is sculpture <laughs> in the landscape. So um, in terms of the school's programme, you know, really all of our sort of sessions are on site because you know, you can't recreate that really in a classroom. So, I mean, we, we do do project work and things that are in that are in schools, but um, really we want people to come here just yeah. because this is the spectacle, you know, this is the beauty of this place, you know. Yeah, so. no, absolutely, I get that. Mm. Yeah, Something yeah. about scale, isn't mm, there, that yeah. you can't understand the scale of something till, till you're with it and seeing something that's bigger than you or... Yeah. I love watching the, the, the car. You can't get the car in the urban verb until you see it because it's sort of slightly at an angle. And I was watching a group of um, young school children. They were just, they were just mesmerised by it. And they and you, we didn't need to ask any questions because you could see they were asking themselves the question, how's it made? Is it a real car? How did it get in here? What's it going to do? How would it move? Those are, those are question, inquiry questions. All of those answers could take you off in a million directions. Mm. And they, you could just see they were kind of going, well, is it art? Is it a car? What, you know, yeah. we're, we're kind of, you know. It's all of those thinking of that, skills that yeah, you mentioned, it, you that kind we, of feel like that come, we come need. full and circle, it was just, And we? I was really was... enjoying watching them kind of sort of, they were sort of swarming around the sculpture, absolutely fascinated, and it was just there for them. But if you'd shown that to them as a, a an image, they're never going to be able to get that kind of the sense of it. And that's something that's, we, we have at the park that when you kind of are standing with a sculpture that's touching the sky, yeah. you know, it's that kind of scale that we don't, you know, young children often don't get that sense of scale and space yes. and place yeah. that um, no, is absolutely. really important. You know, in the, in the classroom generally, you know, where we would often show show the children, you know, images yeah. of things, you know, we, we haven't got that yeah. kind of the, the landscape that you've got here, the, the huge sculptures that you've got here or the space to do it. You know, so yeah, no, I think it's it's absolutely well worth a visit. You know, it's yeah. such a special place, I think. And I think the beauty of a school trip as well is that it's it helps young people get over the threshold of a contemporary art gallery. So yeah. whereas with their families, they might maybe not come or yeah. they might, you know, you might feel a bit intimidated, you know, this big yeah. white cube gallery, you know, it's not for me, I don't understand the artwork, you know. But we find a lot of young people who come on school trips, like we were just saying today, might come back at the weekend with their families because they might go home and say, oh, I had this great day out, you know, can we go yeah. back at the weekend? And we've got all these other things, you know, that are going on. And, um, and I think, you know, for us, we're really passionate about getting... Um, all communities into YSP and sort of breaking down those barriers of you know the contemporary art gallery or space and I think to be I think with a lot of it being outside it does make it a more relaxed environment and it does help people because you know you do go for a walk in the landscape and then you happen to happen upon a sculpture so it's not you know it's quite a gentle way to yes. sort of like be introduced to contemporary sculpture but um, yeah it's really important for us to kind of get people over the threshold and to create that sort of welcoming and calm um, and safe environment. Yeah. And the Irvin Verm exhibition is, how long is it here 
till plenty of time not how, how April, long have people April got April the following year oh, oh yeah loads of, time, loads of time tons of time so yeah I definitely recommend yeah, it that, it is fantastic that's our so. big big exhibition yeah. and we, we have another ex couple of other gallery spaces which have um, other exhibitions and they'll change, yeah. they'll change they change over there's such a lot here yeah there is yeah, yeah. yes um, thank you both for joining us for the podcast. It's been so interesting to talk to you. Really, really interesting. I mean, it feels like we could go on and on and on, yes. um, but we'd, we'd better sort of draw a line under it. But it has been so interesting to chat to you about so many different things from creativity to the sculptures that you've got here and how children respond to them and everything else in between. It, it's been great. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. So there you go. Thank you very much to Emma and also to Catherine, of course, for being such fantastic guests on this week's episode of the podcast. Um, as mentioned in the discussion, the wonderfully playful Irwin Verm exhibition is called um, it's called The Trap of Truth. Um, and it's open right the way through to the 28th of April, 2024. So you've got plenty of time and it's well, well worth a visit. Um, as always, if you're interested in any of the services that we provide at Early Excellence, whether that be training, uh, conferences, consultancy, room planning or online materials, then please do get in touch. My email address is andy at earlyexcellence.com. You'll also find me on Twitter and also on LinkedIn as well. And it would be great to hear from you. Um, that's about it for this week, everybody. Thank you very much for listening and, uh, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.